0: Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. In today's episode, we are going to address the issue of modesty. I have been asked so many times to address this issue, and while I have strong convictions and standards regarding modesty, it has been a difficult episode for me to pray through and to prepare for you, and it is just because I want to honor Christ in this everything that I say in every episode that I do. Um, but this topic tends to be a little touchy. Um, and, and really it shouldn't be. And I'm going to dive into that more. Um, But I just want the Lord to be honored and glorified through what is said in this podcast episode and through what is received by those who hear it. So know from the start, my heart is just that we become more like our Savior, that we use our bodies, our presentation of ourselves, that we use everything about us to bring honor and glory to our Savior and to never cast shame or or a negative. Of light on Christ. So as we jump into this episode, um, we are, we're going to be talking about modesty, and I have titled this episode, Modesty, a Heart Issue. You know, when you come to the topic of modesty, there are opinions and things on the spectrum from one end all the way to the other. Um, and you know what? In, in life, there's always going to be somebody who is more or less modest than you. Um, and, and sometimes that can leave us kind of floundering like, where am I supposed to be? Where where, where am I supposed to draw the line? What decisions and choices am I supposed to make? And you know what? In this episode, I'm not going to answer those questions for you. Um, You can observe my lifestyle, I guess, um, through, you know, social media and things like that as you look at what I wear, as I look at what other people wear, but I do not want to come on here with a list of you should wear this, you shouldn't wear this, because you know what? I would never, ever want you to base your modesty guidelines on what Brittany Brazel says, because do you know what? Britney Brazel is the sinner, just like everyone else that is listening to this. And while I do feel like the Lord has given me some guidelines for how I should dress myself, how I should teach my daughters and my son and as a family how we should present ourselves, I am not the Lord in your life. Only Christ should hold that place. And this is something, an issue that you need to come to what you believe on and what you set as standards in your life from your relationship with Christ. Now, there are a lot of great resources out there that do give guidelines, that do give things for you to think through as far as different issues of modesty. You know, sh- should I wear this? Should I not wear this? Is this too low? Is this too high? Um, but that that's not what I'm going to get at, at the, in this episode. Um, I really just want to get to the root of the issue of modesty. And, you know, we are living in a culture that is... Immodest. Um in Jeremiah in chapter six and chapter eight, it is talking about how Israel had turned away from the Lord, that they had turned to other gods, and one of the results of that is that they had lost their blush. You know, when we when we think of blush, we always think of like the blushing bride, you know, and Simeon, he, he can still make me blush to this day. And he loves when he can do it, and it just I don't know, it makes me like I mean a blush. I get so embarrassed when he does. Um, but but there's a, a specialness in that blush. But when the nation of Israel had lost their blush, that meant that there was no longer there was no longer something in this area of modesty where they felt private, where they felt embarrassed, where they felt like um, something private had been encroached upon. Everything was out in the open. Everything was available. everything was was on display. And they had lost their blush. Uh, Nakedness always leads to sexual depravity in every society. Um, And and we see that from Israel on. When people start lowering the standards of modesty, when more and more skin is exposed, when you lead all the way up to nakedness, it's it's just sexual depravity ensues. We were recently at the uh, Ark Encounter. And there's this really interesting part. They're walking you kind of from... Creation through the different points of history, so it gets from creation up until the time of Noah, and it has these different little scenes where it's depicting different um, things that could have been going on in that time. Different, um, you know, you had the Colosseum with the violence with Christians being in there and these lions attacking them, you know. Then you have these scenes of these people worshiping their gods, of these people in these orgies where they're they're dressed so immodestly, and that led to sexual depravity in their nation which led to to sexual depravity entering into their worship which not only their worship of the false god but then the israelites are bringing things into the worship of the true god it's just all getting confused and mixed up and the nation is crumbling And we have seen that time and time again. We see that in Rome. Uh, Rome was sexually depraved. And our nation today is sexually depraved. And we're seeing the absolute chaos that ensues. But back it up. And it comes down to losing their blush, to nakedness, to lowering standards of modesty, of, of not even just the dress. Modesty is more than what articles of clothing I put on my body modesty goes in, in even into how do I present myself how do I present that body because I could be dressed you know head to toe in a very loose flowing garment but if I am walking in a certain way if my attitude is a certain way, if my eyes are a certain way, if my smile is a certain way. Proverbs talks again and again and again about the strange woman, about the woman that they, that the son is being instructed to heed. Her lips are as in a honeycomb. Everything about her is sensual. Um, and we, we have to be careful in this area of modesty that we aren't just so consumed with our clothing to the neglect of our presentation that we are very careful in all of this, in every aspect of modesty, that we are glorifying Christ. So this episode, modesty, a heart issue. I think the foundational thing about modesty is that we need to ask ourselves, when somebody looks at me, what do they see? Do they see me? And if they see me, where are their eyes drawn to? Is it drawn to my face? Is it drawn to my countenance? Is it drawn to an area of my body? Is it drawn to a sexual area of my body? Hopefully the answer to all of those would be no, it's not drawn to that. Um, Maybe to the face and to the countenance. But when someone looks at me, I hope they don't just see the physical Brittany Brazel. When someone looks at me, my goal is for someone to see Christ in me. And, and much of that does come through the face, through the countenance, through the presentation. You, There's been that person that you've seen that you think, wow, they are a godly woman. It just almost like radiates off of them. You know, we talk about how women have the glow when they're pregnant. And I think of that a lot in this sense. When you see a virtuous woman it just glows off of her. Um, it just emanates forth from her. What What is that it? What is the it that emanates forth from her? It is Christ. It is Christ's likeness. It is the spirit of God within her that has transformed her into something that is so beautiful. And she may be physically beautiful. She may not be physically beautiful, but there is an inner beauty that is so deep, that is so rooted and anchored in Christ that it just presents this Woman, so well. There is an attractiveness that comes with that. And that is what I want. That is what I want. I think that should be our goal of modesty is, you know, if you have a question about is this skirt too short? Are these, is this too tight? Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself that question Would people look at me presenting my body in this like this? And do they see Christ? Or is there something about me that is distracting from that? goal from the only goal that every individual should have, which is bringing glory to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If so, change your outfit, change the way you stand, change the way you walk, change the way you present yourself, change the way that you talk, whatever it is that would be distracting, whatever it is that would pull away from Christ. We want Christ to be so evident in every aspect of us. We don't want to draw any attention to the self. First Samuel sixteen seven says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or in the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The outward reflects the inward. And I know in this area of modesty, whether we're just really trying to righteously gauge our own intentions and come to our own biblical convictions on modesty, or whether it often becomes like it does where we are judging someone's else modesty, whether we are judging them for being too modest or being judging them for not being modest enough, man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. And it is from the heart, out of the heart, that our outward then is affected. So we need to make sure that it is the inner man of the heart that we are trying to beautify, that we are trying to make more like Christ. And the outward is important, ladies. I'm not stressing the inward uh, of modesty and the heart of modesty so much to the neglect of the outward. I'm not saying, you know, be beautiful on the inside and then it doesn't matter what's on the outside. That isn't true because God does say, man does see the outside. Now God sees the inside. But man does see the outside, and you want to present yourself before men in a way that is that is presentable to Christ. In, in this context, being men and women, it's talking about mankind. Um, we want to present ourselves in a way that points people to Christ. But if we try to fix something that's wrong on the outside without fixing the root of it on the inside it will be it'll be temporary it will you won't have the right motivation you won't have the right goal you it will not last because you're not doing it for the right reason so if you're struggling with this issue of modesty or you're looking at yourself asking does something need to change about me we need to start in our heart we need to start in our heart and get right with the Lord on this and tell him Lord I want people to see you in me. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. And then may the overflow, may the outward of what man sees, may that be a woman of honor, a woman of virtue, a woman who is clothed in righteousness, a woman who presents herself well. I read a a booklet on uh, modesty by Nancy Lee DeMoss, and she says, If our hearts are right with God, if we are walking in purity and humility before Him, the inevitable result will be a modest external appearance. A heart of modesty affects every aspect of a woman's life, not just the way she looks, but her attitudes and the way she talks and acts as well. So I just want to go through several different scripture passages and just kind of tackle this from a few different angles here. So first of all, we need to ask the question, whose body is your body? First Corinthians 620 says, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Whose body is your body? It's not your body. It's God's body. God gave you that body. And you know what? I am merely a steward of my body. And I need to ask, am I stewarding that well for Christ? Am I stewarding that well for his work in this world? Am I using this physical body that he has given me for him, for his glory? Or am I using it for my glory? You know, we talked about beauty a little bit earlier. We as women can be so consumed with beauty. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But... I think it is very important that women look beautiful, that we, we adorn ourselves as becometh godliness, that we adorn ourselves well. I don't think that modesty equals ugliness or frumpiness, you know, for lack of a better word coming to mind. Um, you know, we, we don't have to look unattractive, um, but We need to again check our motivations, check our hearts. But if I want to present the Lord well, presenting the Lord well probably means that I need to brush my hair, I need to dress nicely. You know, I don't have to just. Dress drab. I don't have to present myself as like, oh, woe is me. I have to be modest. I look terrible over here. No, there is nothing quite like a beautiful, godly, virtuous woman. Again, like I said earlier, it just radiates off of her. I love when I see a woman who is dressed beautifully, very femininely, but modestly. There's just something that sets it apart. And we can glorify God in our body by by being beautiful by being attractive. We are his bride. Ladies, we are his bride. If you're married, think back to your wedding day. I'm sure that you wanted to look beautiful for your husband. I'm thinking back to my wedding day. I wanted to be the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. And he had already told me I was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. But on that day, I wanted to like far surpass anything I had been before. I wanted to be beautiful for him. Ladies, we're the bride of Christ. We should desire to be beautiful for Him, out of our love for Him, out of our devotion to Him, out of us presenting ourselves to Him, saying, we are here. We want to, to bring you joy. We want to bring you love. We want to bring you pleasure. We can present ourselves well. We can dress like a beautiful bride, but one that is holy, one that is, is dressed in modest apparel. My pastor has a really good quote. When thinking about this idea of whose body is your body, my pastor, Pastor Sexton says, when we live consciously, understanding that our body belongs to God, there are things we are never going to do with our body or let other people do with our body because it is not their body. It's not your body. It's God's body. So we need to remember that in this area of modesty when we're dressing Remember, I'm not dressing my body. I'm dressing God's body. And how would God want this body to be dressed? Does God want me wearing something that accentuates all my sexual zones so that I get the attention of men? Does God want me dressing in a way that I want to get the praise and the adoration of the women around me? No, I need to dress in a way that brings glory to Him. We need to remember whose body our body is, who it belongs to. In Romans 12, 2, It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you've been in church very long, you've probably heard the illustration of the yardstick. You know, we hold the yardstick and we say, okay, the world is here. That means that I can be here because I just need to be this distance away from the world, from culture, from choices. But do you know what happens? Evil will always get more and more evil. Worldliness will always become more and more worldly. Therefore, if we have that measuring stick, we will move as well. Now we'll still be this, you know, so and so far from the world, but we are moving right along with them to where eventually we are where they once were. And that should never be our, our measuring stick. Our measurement should be to Christ. And you know what? Christ is unmovable. He is always the same. He stands firm upon his word, unshakable, unmovable. And if we're measuring ourselves to Christ, we don't have to worry about the shifting sand. We don't have to worry about this moving around. We have that anchor. We can judge, not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that we need to not allow the world to conform us to its pattern to what it wants us to be to what we think it wants us to be but we need to to judge ourselves based on Christ based on where he is and i think that's so important because it can be easy to get caught up like i said in beauty or in fashion what's the latest trend you know I'll, well my closet This is the latest trends from five years ago, but now it's not. So what am I going to do? Get rid of my whole closet and rebuy a new one? You know, there are many reasons why I couldn't do that. Um, But, you know, I've also had to realize some things. And some of this has come with age. You know, I when I was younger, I wanted to be in. I wanted to be fashionable. And I still do. Don't get me wrong. I still do. But I'm a little more secure in myself, I guess, now that I'm a little bit older. And I realize, you know what? My style does not have to be based on culture style that changes like every 60 seconds. I can find what I like and I like it, whether it's in style or it's not in style. And that was so freeing for me. That was freeing for our budget. Um, For example... I love to wear dresses like, uh, you know, a sundress in in the summer. I'm always in a dress except when I'm nursing, it's a little more difficult. Um, but I love to wear a dress. I'd wear a dress 24 seven. That's not everybody's style. Some people like other things. Um, but for me, I really like dresses, but I remember when I was in high school nobody wore a dress. Nobody. If you wore a dress and you were in high school, it was like, are you still trying to like dress like a little girl? Only little girls wear dresses. And so I got rid of all my dresses because I thought, well, I'm not going to be cool if I wear this. But now I'm like, I don't care if I'm cool or not. They're comfy and I like them and I think I look pretty in them. So, you know, it's just, (laughs) all that to say, let's just not judge based on the world the ever-changing ways of the world. Let's find what we believe about modesty from the Bible, from God's word, and stand on it. But we can also present ourselves beautifully. We can be feminine. We can be women that glorify the Lord. So I want to transition and wrap this up, delving a little bit into this idea of femininity and a little bit more of sexuality. Because God created male and female and God created male and female different. And I do think I want to throw in here really quick that I think it is important that especially as moms, I don't think modesty is just something for women. I think modesty is for men and women. I have seen men that were dressed immodestly, that presented themselves in an immodest way. I think sometimes we tend to hone in so much on women because we tend to have the idea, well, men are more visual, so women need to deal with the modesty issue. Um, We live in a a culture where I, I don't know that it's quite as true as it once was that men are the visual ones and women are the emotional ones. Those lines are starting to get blurred. And whether they're blurred or not, we all need to be presenting ourselves modestly. So mamas, if you have little boys, you need to teach them how to how to dress modestly themselves, but also how to how to treat women, how to to respect modesty in women. If you have little girls, you need to treat your little or you need to teach your little girls how to dress modestly, and how to seek modesty in a man. Um, and you, we don't do this by a list of, well, don't do this and do wear that. And we don't have to be so legalistic about it. And and maybe you do have guidelines. Maybe you do have list. You know, there are things in our home, we wear this and we don't wear that. But I don't make it this, okay, I'm going to tack this up on your wall. You know, here's your ruler. You got to measure every time you get dressed. no. We try to keep these principles in our home. We try to keep this attitude of glorifying Christ. And as the mama, especially as my children are very, very little, it is my responsibility to model to them what biblical modesty, what beauty looks like. And that is a weighty responsibility. That is a very weighty responsibility, but I pray that God will enable me to do that, that I won't see modesty as something to grumble about. Oh, got to wear this. I hope they never see that in me. I hope that they see a mama who is dressed to bring glory to the Lord, who is dressed to reflect the Lord in her body, in her presentation, and that that will be something that they will want to emanate as they grow in their walk with Christ as we wrap this up and as we talk about um really femininity and sexuality let's let's dive into this just a little bit because we all there's that purity culture the there's the whole modesty mindset of you know cover 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 and then all of a sudden you get married and it's like okay you're expected to immediately flip a light switch and uncover and that has left my generation of girls my generation of christian girls that that has put us in a very difficult spot especially in early marriage. There's a lot of hurdles that you have to get over like okay, it was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong to show all this and now all of a sudden I'm not only supposed to let a man see me like this, I'm supposed to enjoy it. I'm supposed to show it off to him. Um so I want to I want to just address this a little bit because this is a really important area of modesty. And I think again, we need to get God's mind on this issue. We need to get God's heart on this issue. In the beginning, God created male and female. God created them differently. God created them differently for a very specific purpose. Now, the main part of that purpose was for reproduction. There is a purpose that a woman has the body that she has. Um, Even as I have recently had a baby, I've been reminded once again, my shape, my Body parts are given so that I can bear and nurture this baby. It's different than my husband's. Uh, he can't feed the baby. When the baby's hungry, the baby wants mama. And sometimes that makes him feel useless. Um but hey, I, I'm the woman, and that's how God created my body. Um, and there, there's a purpose in that. There is a purpose in that not only just for reproduction, but there is a purpose in that uh, for pleasure, for distinction, to separate us, to set us apart. But God created sexuality for a purpose. And God actually gifted us enjoyment in sexuality. It isn't just for mere reproduction. He gave it so that, so that man and woman could have this intimacy within the bounds of marriage. And that is where it is important. Sexuality was created to be enjoyed to its fullest potential within marriage. So let's look at this a little bit. So if God created sexuality, it's intended for marriage. So the Bible says in Hebrews, I believe, that marriage is honorable and all. The bed undefiled. God created sexuality. God created intimacy. It is perfectly fine within the confines of marriage. My husband gets my sexuality. He's the only one that it is it is lawful that it is right that it is righteous for me to enjoy my sexuality his sexuality with. We get to enjoy that because we are in the confines of marriage. No one else outside of that should be able to enjoy my sexuality whether that is visually, whether that is touch, whether that whatever. We are to guard that and that's where this area of modesty comes in. If I am allowing another man or another woman to see Me sexually, that's wrong. That is sin. God created that for the confines of marriage. Everybody else outside of my marriage should get to see my femininity. Now, women are curvy. Women are shaped different than men. We have established that women are going to look different. I'm not saying you have to wear a paper bag that does not show that you're a woman we have shape. We have a very different shape than men have. And that's okay. Again, God created that shape, but we should not dress our shape. We should not dress our body in a way that brings undue attention to those sexual zones. Again, you can dress femininely. You can dress elegantly and beautifully taking wise stewardship of the shape that God gave you without drawing undue attention, without showing more skin or having it so tight that it shows a form or things like that, um, that you just have to be careful, but allow people with outside of that bound of marriage to enjoy your femininity. I've heard women before say, well, you know, God gave me this shape. God gave me this body. So I'm just going to enjoy it and do, you know, dress it however I want because, you know, I don't want a body shame. I want to enjoy the way that God made me. Um, my, my, the problem with that is that, like I said, exposing our sexuality outside of the confines of marriage, it cheapens God's design, not only for sexuality, but also for femininity. If we are enjoying people outside of our spouse or if we are allowing people outside of our spouse to to see our sexuality, it cheapens the gift that God has given me for my husband. If I am letting um, you know, if I'm bringing that sexuality out into an, an area where it should just be femininity, I'm also cheapening femininity because you know what the world there if my sexual if it's femininity versus sexuality they're going to choose sexuality every time because they have not had this renewed mind they have not been transformed by the word of god so it cheapens the sexuality within my marriage because now what's left for my husband Maybe he can touch me in a way other people can't, but he doesn't get to see me in a way other people can't if I have not saved the sexuality from my marriage. And then the femininity, no longer is femininity seen as beautiful in the world because we have elevated the sexuality above femininity because we have allowed ourselves to flaunt that aspect of us that should never have been brought outside of the marriage confines. So where does that leave a young girl who's dealing with this, who's might be heading up to marriage? Within marriage, enjoy your body. Enjoy your husband's body. Enjoy what God designed to be beautiful. Wear as much as you want to wear. Wear as little as you want to wear. Wear nothing if you don't want to wear it. It's fine. You are at perfect um, ability to express that sexuality to your husband. But when you go beyond that, when you step outside of that that marriage, that intimacy, you need to be very careful that it is your femininity that is on display, that it is a feminine Christ-likeness that is on display and not your sexuality. My friend Rebecca from More Radiance on Instagram was sharing some things about modesty, and I just want to read a couple things that she said. She said that our bodies are not shameful. Nakedness in the wrong context is shameful. Nakedness in the right context is good right and beautiful because it is what God intended. When you realize that modesty saves nakedness for the right purpose, you begin to see it in a whole new light. You don't view your body as something shameful to be hidden, but instead something beautiful to keep preserved for the right person in the right place, which is marriage. And I loved that. I feel like that just beautifully echoed what I'm trying to convey here is that God created all things good. When God created woman, God said, this is very good. When God established that marriage, he said, this is good. He blessed that marriage with the ability to to have sex, to produce children. And God saw that it was all good. There was nothing shameful in what he created. The shame comes when we allow sin, when we allow self to creep into this area. And we've got to guard that. We have got to get back to God's design for God's intention. And we need to, to get this area of modesty nailed down in our heart. Again, asking the question we asked at the beginning. When someone looks at me, what do they see? Do they see me? What parts of me do they see? Or do they see Christ in me? And ladies, I hope all of our hearts say, Christ in me. That is what I want. I want them to see you in me, Lord. And I hope... That we all have the humility to come before Him and say, whatever that means, is there something that I need to fix? Especially in this area of modesty, is is there something that needs to change? And maybe there, maybe there's nothing that needs to change. Maybe you're right on with the Lord, and praise God, thank the Lord for women who are standing for righteousness and virtue and honor. Um, but but if there is something to change, come to Him in humility. Be willing to make that change for the greater purpose of God being glorified. You know, God created us to be lovely. We were the crowning jewel of his creation. God created male and female and God created us differently. God Gifted Eve with beauty and and from that all of womankind have had this beauty, but may it not be the just the outward beauty may it not be this this physical beauty that we put on or this physical beauty that we seek so hard to preserve, but may it be an inward beauty may that beauty be so on fire within our hearts, that it spills out of all of us. May it just radiate forth. May people see us as a woman who is consecrated to Christ, who is on fire for him, and who is presenting herself in a way that brings him glory. Ladies, this area of modesty, I feel like has such a a struggle behind it because we're, we're, doing it for the wrong reasons or we're looking and judging others or or we're we're having the wrong spirit about it let's just love Christ let's pour our hearts in into his word. Let's glean from his truth, asking him, set the standard in my life. And whatever you say, Lord, no standard is too high. Nothing that you ask is too much of me because I am committed to give you glory over anything that I want, over any satisfaction, over anything that I will Thank God that I want for myself. And and again, that doesn't mean that we're saying, oh, well, we're just going to live a life of ugliness. No. Again, we're, we're God's crowning jewel. God wants us to be beautiful. Make the truth attractive. Be beautiful. Be feminine. But do it in a modest way that brings him glory. Let's close this episode out in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word and for how you guide our hearts in this area. I pray that as you look on the inward, that if there's any part of us that is given to sin or to selfishness or or to immodesty, Lord, that you will bring that to light in our hearts, that we will be humble and quick to change. Lord, and I just pray that each one of these ladies, that you'll just give wisdom as we try to present our bodies in a way that brings you glory. Give us wisdom as we try to model and instruct the next generation on what a Christ-like woman looks like. Lord, those women are few and far between these days, but may we rise up and accept the challenge and purpose to bring you glory with our lives and through our bodies. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.